Welcome to episode 37 of The Putting Couch, brought to you by the Seymour Putter Company's tour team. I'm Jim Grundberg, along with Ted Galena and Cody Hale. And uh, we're excited to kick off this episode. Um, you know, we have heard from a lot of our listeners around the world on a regular basis that they'd love to have some input. And we decided that uh, as we move forward, that that's a great idea. And so this show, I think, will be in, encompassed mostly in just trying to get to some of these great questions and you know, topics that we've heard. Uh, we'll try and give our best answers and you know, at least get a discussion going. And then, um, you know, we're just really, really pleased that there are so many of you listeners out there that are loving the, really the first podcast focused on all things putting. And um, it's, it, it can take us all in so many different directions. So, but let's, yeah, let's just jump into it, guys. I mean, I've got Co- Ted and Cody, they, uh, they coach players of all levels right on up to the PGA Tour. And so I think we'll get some good answers for you. But I saw, you know, our question this week to our listeners was what topics, guests, and or general questions would you like for the tour team to discuss on upcoming episodes of The Putting Couch in 2021? So um, I just, we've got a lot of questions here. I'll just kind of go through. got a lot of responses back from those. It was pretty awesome. We got a lot of responses, Ted. Thank you out there, listeners. We sure did. So, you know, one of the first ones that I saw that jumped out at me was, our listener asks, the actual mechanics of the putting stroke. How do you start it? What controls it? How do you get the right path? How do you rock your shoulders if that is the way to do it? I find my backstroke comes too far inside, and therefore I struggle not to block it, and I struggle to get a consistent takeaway. So, you know, I think that's a great question to start with. And just in that question, you can see there's about five questions within that. I was going to say, there was a lot there. You know, we might could spend 30 minutes on, on just this one. Exactly. And, you know, if nothing else, that just underscores that uh, putting is not, putting great is not easy, but we try and help uh, help you, you know, really have your best chance at great putting on this podcast. So, Cody, why don't you start off, and again, the actual mechanics of the putting stroke. How do you start it? What controls it? And how do you get the right path? You know, your mechanics... You know, I think a lot of us think that we can go out practice and then, you know, one day we're practicing our stroke. The next day we're practicing, you know, our hand position or ball position. So to me, great mechanics start with a good setup. Your setup and your fundamentals are controlling the mechanics of how you move the putter. So, for instance, if we, you know, we get set up and you see somebody that might be really open to their target line, well, their aim and their stroke path may follow that a lot of times. So you get something that, you know, your setup is influencing how the putter is going to move. So the actual mechanics of how the putter moves back for this instance is, you know, the backstroke comes too far in rather than saying, okay, just feel like you take it back a little straighter. There's something in there. There's a cause and effect, right? So there's something in the setup that's probably controlling that putter to move too far in. Is it a little too far from the golf ball? Is it too long of a putter? You know, I think there's a lot of instances where, um, you know, things that can promote too too much uh, movement to the inside. Is it too much hand action? So, you know, I think it starts with ensuring that you're in a really good setup position, making sure uh, the distance from the golf ball is, is where you want it, your posture tilt, making sure your eyes are in a good spot. We like that just to be just on the inside of the golf ball. Sometimes if you're too far away, you'll see it, you know, four or five inches inside the um, – inside the target line or more sometimes and then the toe gets up in the air and you really get this really strong arc and a lot of rotation so 
it can and and to be honest to add on to that i mean that's a lot just right there but to add on to that somebody that gets their their shoulders and forearms close to the target line or has too much tilt from the from the waist up uh for a right hand golfer they you know how we hit golf balls you have too much shoulder tilt that can cause a path moving too much in to too much out so again i always go back to setup how can we get you into a better setup and help promote better mechanics through that versus maybe just putting a band-aid on it and just trying to get by for a little while by a certain feel because feel does change and that setup will help you to be more consistent long term and i would add to that what cody's saying is is spot on most people think like he said the band-aid is a quick fix is a change of putter out here or change the length or so forth but if you look at someone's posture and their setup, that dictates a whole lot. So just, you know, we always say it's like shooting free throws in basketball. You would do the same thing over and over and over again. You know where the start is. You know how it's supposed to go during a shot. You know what the inning's supposed to be like. If you happen to miss a shot, you know what you've done wrong. So if you can get in a consistent posture, consistent setup, and do it every single time, it's going to lead to a lot more good putts. The key is making sure – your posture and your setup is good you know like cody's saying your eyes are too far over the golf ball you get stuck a whole lot and i think that goes into aiming the putter right so if you aim it left then that that can promote we see it all the time if you let's say you aim it a little bit left or outside the hole from six eight ten feet that's going to promote you know probably mechanics in your putting stroke for a block right putter face got to come in you're trying to have an amount of face change you're trying to feel how much to hold it off so Setup produces better aim, which can in return produce a better putting stroke, and the mechanics there are very sound. Well, and also, it's sort of like if you were walking the driving range, right? When I was a club pro, you could usually see someone's swing and change it real quickly. How many times do we get emails with pictures? We ask them to send us the pictures of their posture and their setup. It, it takes us two seconds to go, well, well look, look here, player A, you're this is where you were and look where you are now. And this is why it's causing what you just discussed with me over the email. And, and you know, th- that's a great point. I think if you actually saw what you looked like when you putt, you'd pro- most golfers would probably be quite surprised, you know, because I think even, even myself, I, I mean, <laughs> you know, we, we work and we play golf and we love it. And all of a sudden now a little bit down the road, it's sort of like you really have to either Go and look at yourself and your posture and your putting stroke in a mirror or have somebody videotape you or ask your buddies what they think about your putting stroke because I think the reality and what the perception of most golfers is completely different, I would guess. And it, it really, it's, it's, you've made it so much more difficult. You know, if you're not doing any of that stuff right, then you're in a position where in order to consistently make great putts, we always say, you know, you have to do two wrongs or three wrongs to make a right versus starting in the right posture and I would say you said if you're out there and you're listening I mean and you don't know yet what your own putting stroke looks like which I guess I would venture to guess a lot of you don't um, take a look at it and it's just constructive criticism again there have been some golfers over history that have putted with some very unusual strokes but in general one of the other questions that kept coming up is tell us some of the things that great putters tend to do. And the one thing that most great putters tend to do is they tend to get in that very relaxed, consistent, comfortable, proper posture setup. So everything else sort of flows from that. 
that's a good lead-in because I think <laughs> you we think we look like Tiger. In reality, we putt like Billy Mayfair. You know, I mean, people realize that. <laughs> but hey, both of great players. But but you know, the, and it is right because we Ted and I. You know, when we're in here, we'll take pictures of people's posture, and they're like, "My gosh, I look like that." And it's like. Yeah, because you can't see yourself. You're you're just going off of a feel, and it, you wake up, you feel different. You know, you get out there, you try a couple of different things, and all of a sudden, you may be comfortable, but you may not be in a good posture. And those two things can start to line up. The more you you know, keep an eye on that, and like you said, it's easy to you know take a picture and sort of look and see. Okay, get that positive feedback on in in that benchmark on. Okay, where am I at with my posture? Where am I at with my putting stroke? And you know, I think two things to learn is you got to have repetition. You have to have good feedback. So those two things are, are really important. And now with technology, I mean, we can just snap a quick video or picture with our iPhone and say, okay, here's what I need to work on. Cause that wasn't really, you know, our perception and reality. Exactly. Those two things weren't exactly. lining up. And Cody, I, I, my guess is a lot of golfers might say, Oh gosh, but that's how I putted for a long time. As ugly as that is, is there, could I really change? And you work with a lot of players at all levels at the studio and, and, can they? I mean, is there something that you can do as an instructor or our SPI network of instructors uh, can help golfers to say, hey, listen, you know, you may be comfortable with that, but you've, you're looking for some help in putting. We can help. That's right. I, the way I always position it is, do you want to get to your ceiling or do you want to raise your ceiling? Right. Because doing it a certain way, your ceiling may be very low in terms of the level of consistency. It's, hey, we've done it for this, putted like this for 30 years. Hear that all the time with gentlemen that come into our studio. OK, well, what are you open to changing? You know, because what we're probably going to do is go in and try to just enhance that and continually maybe sometimes we may have to rebuild the setup. And are you open to that? You know, what are you playing once a week? Are you playing five times a week? So I think you have to take it into account. But if we can make somebody set up just a little bit better, and it doesn't have to be you go from, you know, uh, you know, poor posture to looking like I mentioned, like some of the guys on tour. But it, it's it can be a progression, right? And putting is one of the things that it doesn't take just hours and hours and weeks and months to to really ingrain it. You can start to see immediate results, and it can just be a progression and say, hey, look, here's the things we're going to work on. But everybody can change and get better. It's just. How much time are you willing to put into it? Well, and then also the repeatability of it. And, you know, since this is the putter, putting couch sponsored by the Seymour Putter Company, how can you make it repeatable? Well, it's we say it all the time. It's a simple red dot and white lines. So we tell you the why to get in that position. We show you how to stay in that position consistently. And it's, old, it's done by the hiding that red dot and two white lines. And that's where, you know, as a putter company, obviously, we make a ton of different putters. We, we're so proud. We make, you know, we have the most beautiful milled putters here, 100% made in the United States and all kinds of different shapes. And, and uh, we'll fit it to your needs. But as you said, Ted, the one simple underlying fundamental is, is that at its essence, Seymour putters are a training aid, right? Yeah, the basic fundamentals. And any, at, at any level of, of, of golf, you know, instructors will work with their students to get back to these very questions that this um, listener asks, which is, how can I know? How, how can I get rid of um, an improper path? How can I do all this stuff? And I mean, all the stuff that we're talking about, in some way, your little check is... Am I set up the same way all the time? I've got the red dot hidden. I can see the two white lines. And even during the putting stroke, we can help the golfer control the proper natural arc path so it's not coming too open, too quickly, too inside. So, 
you know, I think that is, you know, we love, you know, obviously talking about our putters, but in the putting couch, we really want to talk about what's fundamental to great putting. And it is, it, it is, Cody talked about it. I mean, it's it, in the end of the day, if we can't get you set up the same way every time in a comfortable, consistent, repeatable posture, then um, you're going to bring a lot of luck into play. Well, you also recognize quickly what a actual good putt feels like. And I don't know how many of our listeners out there actually know what a good putt feels like because they're searching from one putt to another uh, through the rounds or every other round. And so, yeah, we know that not every putt is going to be your best putt, but hopefully you have hit so many good putts that you know when you actually hit a bad putt, you recognize it and you can self-diagnose and take it from there. And Cody mentioned a couple of tour players that, you know, do things sort of in a more fundamentally perfect way versus some that have just figured it out. And in the end of the day, I mean, if you get your putt, if you get your putter face exactly square at impact and you can hit the ball without having side spin, you can become a great putter. And there are different ways to get to that. But I think anybody um, would agree that if, you know, the easier path is is more likely going to be the one that's going to be less stressful and more Mm -hmm. repeatable. And that's it. Is it's all about trying to create a, a system to be very consistent. So you've got somebody that, like you said, you you can take the putter out Dan and just square up the putter face perfectly and aim four or five degrees left or right. You know, you can teach to to aim the putter better or implement some fundamentals to to help you do that. But you know, there's so many so many things out there, and so much of what we've done in our research is like, okay, is like you mentioned, can guys change? Well, well, sure, because if a guy comes in and he's like, man, I, you know, I'm a pretty good putter, um, but you know, I'm looking to get better. Okay, well, he's aiming four degrees right, and all he's relying on is his hand-eye coordination, basically his timing, right, to square the face. So he's aiming here, and he's having to start it, you know, three or four degrees offline every time. So his feel changes, and he's probably a streaky putter. So if we go in and you don't have to be a perfect aimer, but let's say you cut that in half. We help you do that, and then it's a progression. Then you do get aiming better. We feel like you're going to give yourself a better opportunity. So it is about being consistent, and it's about getting into a good, solid setup and something that you know is reliable. Like this particular question later on, you know, am I rocking my shoulders? I mean, in this particular case, this golfer says, you know, it seems like his issue is, is that putter is coming too far to the inside and then he struggles not to block it. So he's coming back to the inside, and from that point forward, mm-hmm. I mean, the putter is then moving to the outside, and it's not ever squaring up. So he doesn't have um, – he, he's not in a position to actually have that slight natural arc where it does naturally square up. So that's probably a, a, an issue you see a lot. And in that particular case, again, you've talked about you would check the posture, you would check the putter length. Once you've done all that, you know, then what are some other things where you might have somebody um, work on that issue in this particular case, our, our listener? So a couple of things you can do, like you mentioned, okay, where do you feel the power source? You know, I, you know, I always think the power source is around the center of the sternum. I, you know, rocking the shoulders has always been something like it's a feel, right? You feel your shoulders, you feel the sternum. I've always thought about the sternum because um, rocking the shoulders always, it, it creates a lot of tilts to me. So that's when the putter starts moving in different areas. You, you know, so I've always liked the power source to be around the center of the sternum and how people use that is really individual. But once we get into a better setup, how can we, let's say, expedite the process? So one of the easiest and cheapest things that you can do to get a little feedback is have alignment stick, right? On the toe of the putter. So we've seen 
obviously Zach Johnson, Jordan Speed through this drill, a lot of guys. Alignment stick on the toe of the putter, and then what you do is you put the putter down and against the alignment stick, and then on the heel side of the putter is put a tee. And then, okay, for this certain listener, we're, we're targeting against a inside movement on the backstroke. So we put maybe an additional tee or two tees on the right side. So when he takes it back, if he takes it too far in, he's going to get the feedback that he's taking it too far inside. And then if he crosses the line on the way through, it'll go across that alignment stick. So what we're now starting to do is understanding what a natural, good, solid stroke, natural arc stroke feels like to take the putter back and then properly release it on plane because that may that stroke may be ingrained right now and then we made a couple adjustments and setup. now we have the feedback in order to start ingraining that into our putting stroke perfect perfect and um you know the the golfer also asks uh i guess w- one of the other questions is is that you know it is the winter time and um you know it's it's uh what can I be working on now, you know, in the cold so that, you know, when I finally get out there and start golfing in, in, in the spring, um, I, I could have made some improvement. And, um, you know, we've talked about training aids. I mean, the, the one thing that's also consistent with most great players, I mean, not just the tour level, even if you go out and you look at your club champion at your club or you look at the person that's won the city championship, I mean, there are people that spend a lot more time on the putting green than you probably do. <laughs> <laughs> and they do drills. Yeah. What are some of the good ones? Yeah. I, you know, inside the house, I think one of, you know, an easy drill, you know, we're talking about stuff that's really easy that you don't need a lot of space. You don't need a really even a putting green for this one is taking a ruler. And, and putting down down the ruler to get your start line. So you know your face is going to be square because you're going to put it up against that. And then just trying to roll the ball down with proper speed, trying to roll the ball down that ruler so it rolls the length of it. You can get a you know yardstick, 36 inches, have a three-foot one, or there's longer ones. And what that's doing is it's, it's not only helping you understand that your putter face is starting square, but the most important thing of it is returning back to square and that's that's such a simple drill and the other ones i really like are you know um is having you know we've got hardwood or tile where it's got perpendicular lines right so that way you can set up make sure your feet get feedback on that make sure your feet and your body is set up properly and then the putter face and then just make some strokes without a ball just feeling what it's like to make a consistent stroke and then that way you've done your homework now once you go to the golf course you're probably going to be in a better spot in terms of going through your routine and getting into good setup position i would also add uh, a simple one is checking your alignment you know um, we have a triangulator here that you can get online that is a simple it's a triangle on a string and it actually shows you where you're aimed when you pull that out we have a great video that talks about that or you can use a uh, a laser uh, you you get these uh, lasers at your local hardware store that help frame or level out the uh, pictures on the wall and it shoots a laser down the line so again whatever you can do to set up and when you look down the line you start training your eyes of what that you know that you're aimed dead square you know what your body feels like you trust that so now you get to the green that's one less thing you have to worry about is your alignment it's great to practice that but you don't have to harp on it so much because you've done it over the winter so many times and you're training your body and your eyes when you set up and you tilt your head, look down the line, what it feels like. And, and a lot of golfers are, are not in sync with their alignment. A oh, lot no. of golfers are off. Is that correct? Oh, Ed? yeah. And definitely. if you're off, 
you know, over and over again, you're going to make other adjustments because you think you're going to be hitting good putts. They're not going to be going in. And it's it's not because you're actually not even hitting a good putt. You're just hitting it to the wrong line. Exactly. And then you start making changes that just, it sort of escalates out of control the bad way. You're exactly right. During the round of golf, you think you aimed there. You hit a good putt. Um, but that's where you aim. So the next hole, well, let's see, I aimed. The ball went three balls to the left, so let me aim about four balls to the right. And then all of a sudden you're bouncing throughout your round of golf on every putt. You're indifferent about your aim, and out goes that round. Or at least not until you get it back after 11 or 12 holes. I think that's spot on because if, you know, like we said before, if you're going to practice one thing, aiming's the hardest thing to do, right? So you might you, you should practice your aim because if, if you know you're getting in a good setup and you're aiming the putter better, you're just going to consistently – you're going to consistently produce better mechanics because you're you're not having to adjust. You're not having to manipulate. So if you're going to do anything, always know where you're aiming it. And especially we tell this to all players is like if you're going to take time to go out to the practice screen, at least practice your aim a little bit because what it's doing is it's teaching your eyes to calibrate and and see the line properly. And you know we mentioned training aids. We've got a portable training mat that's phenomenal indoors. So if somebody's looking for an additional training aid, the portable training mat, and there's different versions out there. This is our version, and it, and what it does is it can help you manage aim. It can help you manage stroke. It can help you manage your face to your path, the start lines, your your stroke distance. So there's so many great things that go into this one mat. I mean, it's really all-inclusive in this mat, and it's something you can do indoors without a ball, indoors with a ball, or outdoors because it, it works just on so many different levels. Uh, I, Cody mentioned about when you're practicing, know where you are aimed, and that's 100% because if you don't know – where you aimed when you're practicing you don't know when a good putt feels like if you're here and i'm giving a lesson i'm always looking from the hole looking back to where you are putting because i want to make sure that every putt you make during the lesson you're actually aimed dead straight so when you do happen to hit it wrong or hit it off a little bit i can tell you no you are aimed dead straight but you held on to it a little bit you pushed it or you pulled it that way so Knowing where you are aimed correctly during your practice out there on the putting green, that's huge. We also, another great question was, I was interested in how to judge distance control or pace in reading the greens, which is a great question because, of course, every putt is a combination of the speed and the line. And there's going to be only two ways. There's only two right answers in terms of which speed should I have. I mean, you either have to have a speed that hits the ball consistently past the hole or consistently to the hole the third option consistently short of the hole is not an option right but those are there are two totally different theories there some golfers like to have all putts and you know really right around the cup because they feel like it makes the cup bigger you got a bigger chance to make it other golfers would much prefer to take a little bit of the inconsistency of the breakout and hit it a little bit more aggressive so cody talk about speed control and how to practice it and how to know when you found your right level of speed control so i've got two to three things here on this and two of them are ways to practice and one of them is a stroke thought so the first one, we, we've seen a lot of the guys on tour do this for years, and I think it's probably one of the great drills in terms of being able to, you know, practice your speed. And you need, you know, a few tees and a, and a 
a golf club. So put the golf club at 18 inches to two feet past. That way you've got a reference point to hit it. And then start at nine feet and go six inch increments. So you go nine, 15, 21, 27, you know, 33 feet. Six so feet increments. Six feet, six feet increments starting at nine feet. And the, and the golf club is just sort of laying behind the hole so that if you hit the ball past the hole and it missed, at 18 inches, it would actually stop against right. the golf club. That's right. So we'll put a tee at each one of those locations. You take three balls to start. So here's the goal, right, is to get it to the hole but not touch that. You, you're okay to make it. And play a game. So you get minus one for leaving it short, minus one for hitting it too hard and hitting the alignment stick, plus one for getting it within that range, and then two points for making it. And so what it is, it's tangible – you know, you can track it. It's tangible results. So when you go and say, okay, I was, you know, I zeroed out that time. Okay. Your goal next time is to get one or two positive points and continue doing that. And the beauty of this is that you can do it on uphill, downhill, left to right, right to left. And that, that's just such a great drill even to do before the round. If you've got an extra five or 10 minutes, go hit those because now you're hitting, okay, nine foot, I hit three putts and then I've, I got all three of those in. And then you'll start to identify your strengths and weaknesses and what distances are are so good um, and, and we see some of the great lag putters of this time doing those drills pretty often um, and then the second one I have you don't even really need a hole uh, it's three T's what I like and I'm a big proponent of having the stroke length be the dictator for the distance that you hit it Meaning we don't we don't we're not changing the speed that it enters we're, we're just changing to a longer stroke for a longer putt and taking three three tees, and you know you're going to hit this about you know ten feet or so. So what you would do is you'd measure it out. So you'd have one tee, you'd have like eight inches uh, in separation between that tee, and then on the other side it'd be eight inches. So equal distance stroke. So at the tee in the middle is where you set your golf ball. And the goal here is to take the putter back to the back tee and follow through and hold it at the other tee. And the goal here is to hit about three to five balls and have them all wind up in the same spot. And that's so good because you're managing stroke length and you're managing the speed that it enters. So one time, okay, I, I made the right stroke length, but I had too much speed, so the ball went too far. The next time is I was too slow. So you start to really get an understanding for what your stroke's like. And I really love those two drills. And I think that's where you and I and, and Ted, all, all three of us have had a chance during our careers to spend an awful lot of time out on tour, which is incredible. And a couple of things we learn on tours is that, you know, when you stand about 50 feet away from a, a tour player putting, I mean, you know it's a tour player because that tempo is the same. It's relaxed, it's comfortable because in general, they're letting the size of that arc with the, put, with the putter um, the pendulum size dictate the distance, right? You're That's not, right. it doesn't, it, 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 longer putts, they take it further back and it comes further through. Gravity sort of slows it down, but it's very, very relaxed. They have, most, most amateur golfers think they have to accelerate. The tour players are understanding that they don't need the acceleration. They create the speed through their through their rhythm in the backstroke because it's a longer backstroke, and that's that's so key. I think that for players, I understand there's a lot of different profiles out there, and people judge distances better. But with the agronomy the way that it is, I think if you really struggle with speed control, you need to try. We talk about 60-40 to stroke length, but for easy math, we measure it out at 50-50 so you can just get that feeling and just allow that tempo to really, in the length of the stroke, to control the speed. 
think you'll see a lot of improvement. That's fantastic. And, and you know, going back to the, the speed drill, one of the other things that we have seen on tour, if you're ever out at a, a, a tour event during a practice round, you'll see the players, and usually they've got some sort of little game going on with the other guys they're playing. So their first ball is sort of in play, and that that's their little money game that they have just to keep it interesting. But once they get on that green, you'll see tour players will spend oftentimes 15 minutes um, practicing putting and they're not putting to cups they're putting to a dot a spot they'll throw something down but what they're doing assess- essentially is to try to get the feel for the speed of those greens right no and question. they just they've got a lot of different ways to do it and lag putting you mentioned is is you know your proximity to the hole after that first putt and the, the ones that are the closest to the hole are the ones that have the easiest tap-ins for par, that they put the least amount of pressure on themselves, and they end up being uh, the guys usually at the top of the money list. No question. And, you know, and, and we talk about lag putting from 20, 30 feet. The guys that are that good from that distance are also really good from 8 to 10 feet, and speed is, to me, equally as important right there. So they're letting the ball fall in when a lot of us are hitting great putts, but we hit it a little too hard and it lips out where theirs may fall in so it's it, it is it's it's so important and those type of drills really really help we um we also had a couple <laughs> a couple of questions one one about broomstick putting and one about the claw we'll start with broomstick which is kind of <laughs> funny because um you know broomstick putting is something that uh, over the last few years has been uh, you know has been bashed the usga you know when they took the belly putter and the broomstick anchored you know, sort of out of play on tour. Um, there was a lot of talk about it, but it's sort of Broom has sort of worked its way back into um, the tour because, you know, Bernard Longer, who's sort of the king of the Broom, never really left it. He just sort of unanchored it by moving it away. And while, you know, we're not, uh, you know, hiding the red dot and, and you know, the, really in general, our Seymour uh, putter system is really to try and give you the same confidence in your standard length putter is as anchored players used to have when they were allowed to anchor right but you know the broom the broom putting is is the one thing that is definitely consistent with broom putting is is that that pendulum stroke that you said if you watch somebody with the broom they're doing exactly what you said the great tour players do which is is that they're they're controlling the speed and and the distance of the putt by how far they bring that back and they're just sort of releasing it and letting it just sort of um, naturally flow that's right, and I will go on record to say you do not want to see my putting stroke with the broomstick putter. So, <laughs> it's, but but it is it, you know it is it's a great concept, and like you said, it's it's one pivot point, and I think that's what we talk about with our standard Seymour putters. It's just like the belly putter; it's one pivot point, and it allows the putter. If you really watch, it allows the putter to swing. Sort of, you know, you're controlling the distance by the the amount of backstroke you have pretty much equal distance and and really allowing the weight of the putter to do most of the work and like I said you don't you don't see many broom putters starting to manipulate the shaft position and all that and I think that's why you see a lot of guys go to it that are really fluid in that stroke and that's in all honesty, I mean, yes, it's a different lie angle, a little different concept, but that's sort of what we're trying to do, and that's what you see out of a lot of great putters um, on, on tours, that one nice pivot point. It's a simple and system. It yeah. is a really simple system, and if you can get that dialed in, yeah. I mean, a lot of guys do have success. I had a fitting for one the other day. Yeah. It wasn't the easiest thing in the world to fit because yeah. you're trying to now find where you put that, but um, 
well, yeah, adding the, a lot of the consistent ball position at the same ball time. Position, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, you get the same sound, feel, and roll. Coming Your posture's the yeah. same yeah. once you get that length dialed in because it's, you know, you sort of have a reference point, just like the red dot and the white lines. You have a reference point in a lot of positions. The shaft is neutral a lot of times. You don't see a lot of lean. And I think that's why guys have a really, you know, the guys that are good at it have a lot of success because they can see the putter faces square. They can see it aligned properly. They have a consistent ball position consistent posture there's a lot of consistency i've there. seen no question about our broomsticks go out the back door well it's a very orders, small you know yeah it's a very small niche interestingly at seymour uh if we if we change from the putting uh, podcast to our, our seymour hats i mean and because there's a small group of golfers that do love that style of putting we actually make a broomstick putter and you know if if, if uh if you have any interest you can get a, get a hold of us and we'll help get you fit into one because, um, you know, golfers are, um, you know what you love. But in general, if I could just sort of say broomstick putting, it's not really, to your point, Cody, it's not really a, sort of a, like a quick game improvement crutch. Most of the players that we see that are using brooms are players that play golf almost every day, yeah. um, are very serious players. Oftentimes, maybe due to some back issues or what have you, they, they want to practice putting for hours, but they're standard posture with a standard length putter will not allow that so a lot of them have gone to the broom putter because it'll allow them to stand much more straight up and still practice putting for hours so is it the answer for everyone absolutely not it's a very small niche cody you've won state championships and as you said we could put a broom putter in you know in your hands and it's not just as simple as picking it up but if you're that type of golfer and you're interested, I mean, it's it's worth looking into. It is. I can make the best figure eight stroke you've ever seen. But, <laughs> but no, it, it is. If you can, could you leverage the putter in a different way? You know, obviously one hand high, the other one low. So, yes, if you, if you can get that dialed in, it takes an amount of time to get used to that. But for some players, it's a great concept. So this is, I mean, I really enjoy actually just answering questions directly. It's I think this good. is something, like yeah, I think this is something that uh, we're going to have to continue. So um, I'll, I'll just mention uh, you know, a couple of the other questions. Um, uh, I'd be interesting to discuss what we can learn from the great putters of the past, uh, even the unorthodox uh, and some of the current best players on tour. This uh, Patrick Reed, what are the common factors? I think one of the things we've talked about is, um, relaxed, uh, simple systems, uh, you know, consistent. Um, I, I would use the term athletic, which is funny because I think one of the most interesting conversations I ever had with our great friend, Zach Johnson, who's won two major championships with a Seymour putter was he felt like putting was actually the most athletic part of the game, which kind of stunned me at first, but then, you know, it, all the things we've talked about, I mean, shooting free throws, you know, whatever it is, it's a very precise athletic motion and um you you have to approach it as as an athletic movement and so that means you have to be relaxed and you have to uh you have to take tension away and so um and and i'd say that um you know that's something that we'll continue to talk about but you know there's no question that the great putters out there one of the common factors is that you know they are these are athletes out there and they they involve all aspects of their athleticism um to become I, great putters i would also add they they practice okay so i mean yeah we go and hit range balls or, or we hit balls to warm up but they also make a point to go practice and they have a system or uh, a time frame on what they do to practice 15 minutes 20 minutes 30 minutes so take time to start working in if that's something new you have to 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 think about new for the season you need to start learning how to practice putting 
correctly. And they practice with a purpose, and a lot of times they practice with instructors. And again, as part of the Seymour Putter Company, we have trained a global network of instructors. Um, we call it the Seymour um, Putter Institute certified instructors, and we can help match you up with some of them because, I mean, again, like any other part of the game, if you want to be great at it, yes, you need to spend a lot of time practicing, and you really want to be practicing perfectly. Um, another couple of questions about, uh, um, you know, successful touring pros who've used Seymour to explain why their putting has improved. I mean, I think if you, even if you look back at a couple of the uh, podcasts we've already done, one of the great thing about um, the putting couch is you can go all the way back to episode one. These are all what we call evergreen episodes. Um, there's nothing that dates them. And so we've got some episodes in the past uh, where we've, we've had Mike Hicks on, who caddied for Payne Stewart and won the 1999 U.S. Open at Pinehurst, greatest putting performance in U.S. Open history. And I think, wow, you want to get some insights into in that terms was a great of, one. Yeah, in terms of, you know, how these players used Seymour, um, that episode is unbelievable. We've got other episodes with other players, tour players at different levels that can, can kind of help unveil that. Um, Damon Green talking about Zach Johnson winning the Masters. And so... Um, I'd add in Brant Job there. Brant Job. Was a good oh, one. my goodness. His story yeah. is incredible. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. Go, go listen to that episode yeah. with Brant Job, and you will understand how... While a Seymour putter is unbelievable for the average golfer, which is most of us, how it has also helped some really, really great players improve that part of their game. Well, the same he had the same thoughts as the average golfer, and you wouldn't think that. And, and yeah, it, it was. And, and and finally, a lot of the questions said, "Hey, what about um, you know uh, teachers and instructors out there that use Seymour and teach with Seymour? Could we have some of them featured?" And that that's a great point. And we've started to do that. We'll, we can direct you towards some of those. We've had Andy Gorman on. We've had um, George Connor. George Connor. Yeah, Paul Castor. Paul Castor. We've, yeah, and we'll continue to do that. So um, great questions, and and I think really we've kind of hit the limit. I mean, uh, we'll you know as long as you keep coming back with the questions, it's a it's a it's a great format because we want to make make sure that uh, uh, this is a discussion. So uh, you can get a hold of us anytime you want at info at Seymour.com. Yeah, yeah we're, they, uh, they can contact us anytime with yeah. thoughts or topics that you'd like to hear. We, we'd love to listen to, to what you have to say. Send us videos. And I know a lot of you will probably come to this podcast through various channels out there. Uh, it's The network is growing, which is great. So again, this is Jim Grunberg along with Cody Hale and Ted Galena. We are the Seymour Putter Company Tour Team, and we bring you the Putting Couch Podcast. Thank you. We appreciate you joining us. If you haven't subscribed to the show, make sure you do wherever you're listening. Be sure to leave a rating and review because that's how we get the Putting Couch Podcast content in front of more people. Also, take a screenshot and share it on social media and tag us at Seymour Putters or hashtag Team Seymour.